Brownie gave us Blue Label. You want to get a cheers on the podcast. That's the way to do it. Actual, I, I want to just take a moment here. Actual Blue Label. Yeah, it wasn't a Blue Label box full of poison. Right. It was... Uh, Actual Johnny Walker Blue Label. And it said that, and then it was inside of it. And then it was in that. And I and think then now it's inside me. It's an integrity issue, really, that what Andrew Baswell has done, knowingly or unknowingly, knowingly, <laughs> he's not only compromised my interpretation of his integrity, he's compromised all future Blue Labels for yeah. me. We saw the bottle, and I wasn't sure that Brownie hadn't just fucking squeezed a needle in there in many ways also lowered the bar of integrity of everybody else so look at it positively like oh that's kind of interesting hey if it does what it says on the tin right at least you're honest with totally totally well here's to brownie and i guess in some weird way andrew baswell yeah Hey everybody, I'm Caleb. I'm Spencer. And this is the Mix Six, where we drink six beers, have six conversations, rate them on a five-point scale, and occasionally exile our producer from the country. He's gone. Yeah. Well, he's about to be gone. He's about to be gone. Ross, um, I am here for the recording. Yeah, well... Because you don't know how to use this. Yeah, no, we don't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, you know, just just kind of high level, 30,000 feet. Uh, what do you think is going to be different about Australia 2020 versus Australia 2019? Uh, it'll be hotter. I'm going during the depths of summer. Uh, and and the, the fires. Uh, the fires are mostly put out, at least around Adelaide. Who can know? I mean, you you can go to the news. Yeah, uh, it's uh, there's still fires on the eastern coast. I'm on the southern coast, so okay. Different. Australia is big. I think you mean down versus right. Okay. Yeah, it's a disc, not a circle. So I get that, but keep going. Okay. Yeah. I, all right. Uh, let's see. I'm also going to meet more of her, uh, Maddie's friends uh, because Great. there's a lot of her friends who come for a fringe festival. Yeah. And so I get to. Uh, she's been telling people about them. I actually found out. One of her friends had actually already got a copy of my book, Zombies of the World, four years ago at a used bookstore in Toronto. Yeah, he's Canadian, uh, which is, I, I wanted to tell Maddie, I think I did tell Maddie, oh, well, the book is called Zombies of the World up there. Huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Do we have any Canadian listeners? Is that offensive? We, that's we, a, we do. That's a fresh material. Sure we Thank have. you. Yeah, Thank like you. That. Yeah. 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 Um, Russ, one thing you forgot here is that you'll be engaged this time. I, I am just engaged. want to throw that yeah, out yeah. there. Maddie, he said that before we went on the air, too. So don't. Can we think of something during the episode that just came to me? But we, we can just sort Sounds of. Sounds like you've already thought of it. But <laughs> no, yeah. we can just spitball it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't think Ross should be allowed to come back unless he fulfills some sort of quest. Oh, my God. I think you need to, like, achieve some oh, sort of Arthurian. Why did we not uh, do this earlier? I know that's, uh, but I, I don't. I don't have any ideas. I just feel like I am owed a quest. Maybe this should be our drunk uh, enough. I know we've got a drunk enough slate. Last time I, I went up in a hot air balloon, so I feel like no. I'm, what really? That doesn't do shit for me. That doesn't I, I want something okay. that is like cool and not uh, ambergris. Yeah. Did you bring me anything from Australia last year? Yeah, the ambergris beer. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I brought other things too. I brought that ch- the, the other beer that you liked. You did. You did bring a good beer or two yeah, back, yeah. and I feel like we can't even say it like in a noun. Like I feel like it has to be like a, expressed as a riddle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some sort of a real national treasure situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, you guys, good national at treasure, treasure, treasure. Yeah, treasure. that's what we're gonna call it. National, <laughs> national treasure. Yeah. By the Mix Six podcast. 
Okay, well, we've got roughly an hour and 15 minutes to come up with this bullshit. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm looking forward to it. In the meantime... If I'm silent for this whole episode, you know what I'm doing. That's exactly right. The He's writing. Turning, He's going to be a weird podcast. Yeah, and I'll be practicing. Um, also worth noting, uh, we will be going to... By the time this is posted, we'll be only a few short months away from Origins in Columbus, and then Gen Con is on the heels of that uh, at the end of July, August in uh, Indianapolis. We've got no events planned at Origins, but we're going to be there for four days, Wednesday through Sunday, uh, and we're going to be milling around, playing board games, looking for the El Camino, which I assume just moves, um, and, and that only the you find people. it when you need it. That's exactly right. It's the track nine and three quarters of bars, mm-hmm. um, and then in uh, Indianapolis for Gen Con, we do have some events planned. Uh, we'll be doing a Mix Six Live. Uh, there will be an RPPR Live, and you'll be doing a Game Designers Workshop. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that Friday night at Gen Con is typically pretty big uh, RPPR slash Mix Six meetup. Now at this point, yep, yep. So definitely be sure to jump in the Discord. If if you're not already a Mix6 Discord member, you can, of course, become a Discord member by going to our Patreon, patreon.com slash themix6. You can find the podcast there where you can subscribe to a variety of levels, which will get you into our insider conversations about what we're doing next. But as far as what we're doing today, we're going to rate and review some beers. Caleb, you've made our rating system. Can I even say it? I feel like you just outro us on the intro. Well, no, I just thought it was like a good idea. I know the fluidity, though. It's, it's like they throw off my whole game. Honestly, I can. If you want, we can redo this whole thing, and I can stumble through it. Yeah, just delete everything we've done so far, right. producer Ross. Well, um, leave the bit where I said national treasure in a bad Australian accent. Yeah, maybe a New Zealand. Maybe accent. just that on repeat, um, over anyway, and over again. Anyway, I did a rating system based on punctuation marks. Yep, uh, I'm sure this won't be controversial at all. Uh, so <laughs> your five is controversial for me. So a one, You're right? Uh, which is a punctuation mark. I'm not a fan of, right? A, and a beer I wouldn't be a fan of. If right. It's a one. Is going to be exclamation points, also known as the wow. businessman's comma. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. exactly, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. exactly. Uh, they can only convey irony. Um, they would never convey actual enthusiasm. They can only convey, I want your money enough that. I don't want you to portray a lack of enthusiasm on my part. Right. And so, as the bare minimum, I'm going to use this very extra punctuation mark that has now been downgraded to the most mundane thing possible. Or, it's exclusively for sarcasm. Right. The exclamation point is is a punctuation mark that can literally not convey what it is supposed to convey anymore. The one thing it's supposed to communicate is... Now lost. Enthusiasm. Like, enthusiasm, intensity, it, right. it's gone. Yeah. It, it's now bled from it. Yeah. I, I, I use it exclusively so people really believe when I say, I'm sorry I haven't gotten to this yet, that I am, in fact, <laughs> sorry I haven't gotten to this yet. And it's an absolute lie. Yeah. It, it is It is the. It is only good for irony. What I'm really sorry about is that I remembered to get to this. <laughs> but yes. anyways. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so a two, which is uh, not a very good beer and not a very good punctuation mark. Right. Apostrophes. Just needlessly fiddly. Needlessly. Well, not needlessly. Yes. I mean. Wow. Yeah. There, th- there is, there is a moment in which an apostrophe matters. I don't. I don't say they're useless. I'm saying needless. They could be, they could be better designed. They're you need- mean like the the aesthetic of an apostrophe? No. They, they, <laughs> the the English language does not do well with fucking. Uh, plural nouns. It does not, and it and and, and possessive, and, and pos- right. That's mainly the problem. Right. Like yeah. when I have to teach my kids how to speak French so that they can understand how to do English possessives well, because there's so many fucking edge cases in it. Right. Uh, that is not a good punctuation mark. Uh, with the the rules of spelling of English, right, and the ways we do possessives ha- have made it as such that the apostrophe for a child learning it. 
Um, and for apparently 95% of the people who've ever been on the internet is is so fiddly and obtuse That's that a like conservative number. Yeah, you would say like if this was if this was a like play tested grammar right. system. Yeah. Like eventually you'd be like, well, they're just idiots. They didn't read the rules. I'm going to do it next time. But when everyone fucked it up every single time, you'd have right. to be like, okay, I need to redesign this. So like I, everyone's getting it wrong in the exact same ways over and over let, and over again. Let me say that probably like, just need a different system. Your, your take here, I think, is like not great. But let, let me accept for the moment. I didn't here. say needless. I said needlessly fiddly. Well, let there me are accept- simpler ways to show possession in many other languages. For the moment, what you have said, uh, particularly all of the bit around the complexity, edge-casedness of the apostrophe. And I want to remember that when you get to your five, especially the part where you said 95% of the internet can't figure out how to use it. I just want to... I want to... I, yeah, I really want to hear the rest of this. I want to put a pin in that okay. so we can come back to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 A three? Yeah. yeah. So your baseline. Right. Uh, you're... Okay. I'll have more of that. Commas. Gotta be. Gotta yeah. be. It's gotta be commas. I wish anyone on the fucking planet knew how to use them. Right. But it's really great when I meet that one person left who does. Right. Uh, I'm very thrilled to see them. And those two experiences, just sort of my constant low low dread at having right. to read anything, because the commas will not be in the right place. That's right. Versus somebody who knows what they're doing, sort of evens each other out. Perfect three experience. It sounds like you're, you're, the reason why you don't like apostrophes is the exact same reason why you like commas, that 95% of the people get them wrong. Yes, but you need commas. Okay. To work that way, because there's no other way to do that. Oh, okay. Uh, there are multiple other ways in multiple other languages in which you could do possession that would be uniform and not fiddly. Right. Okay. But you would eliminate the poetry and the difficulty of syntax, because right. you'd have to have an absolute fixed syntax. Commas are there to right. allow variable syntax. There's no other way to do it. I've been reading uh, yeah. a lot of Neil, right. Ga- Neil Gaiman lately, and Gaiman. One of the things I want to say is that the man knows how to use a comma. Yes. And it is, honestly, it makes his writing more interesting yes. and it makes it flow better and more intuitive. And I find myself rereading sentences just for the poetry of the syntax. Yeah, and I don't want to give up the poetry, but um, you can you can do uh, the possessive of the apostrophe and in many ways add poetry. Palm right. de terre, yeah. apple of the earth. Right. You didn't say earth's apple. Like, that's not fun. Wow, back Nobody on this apostrophe that. bullshit. Hey. Fuck you. Yeah. Four. Getting good now. Dash. The M dash, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. Mul- okay. Give me multiple levels of clause subordination. Now you're talking punctuation. Mm. People. Mm. I can do some shit with an M dash. People oh, who write, of a sentence. rightly Back of a use. Sentence. Middle of a sentence. People yes. who rightly use the dash to show the modification of multiple words when they're not modifying each word. So word dash, comma, and word dash, comma, to get to the thing. One of the most mind-blowing things. That, when I see that stuff, I go, okay, you get it. You fucking get what's happening here, people. Okay. Also, it's like uh, the comma is like the fast casual of restaurants, but the M dash is like someone who knows the city and is going to get you that, but better and unique. That's like, a good metaphor. Hey, hey, you got comma rule, uh, you know, for setting off uh, subordinate clauses. You could use a comma for that, but is it going to set that clause off enough? Right. Maybe you need a dash. Throw like, a fucking dash It's there. fancy. It's a decadent punctuation mark. Aesthetically set that thing aside, people. Isn't it falling out of use a lot of times? Like, I, I, I haven't seen... Like, I've seen some style guides that say you don't use dashes. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah fools. I, right. Well, I don't call those people fools. I don't okay. see it nearly as often yeah. as, as, as I would like to. Right. Uh, finally, the swankiest Here punctuation marks. I'm going to go semicolon. Oh, Thank you. That's okay. the right response. 
I use a bunch it's of semicolons. A, it's, a, it's a bad take. This is a yeah, bad take. When I edit your writing, I add semicolons to it. <laughs> you know why? Because he doesn't use semicolons. Well, he fuck pays a semicolon. me. He, he pays me, so I don't care. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I'm not a. Uh, so uh, I'm not going to do the whole Kurt Vonnegut bit here, but I feel strongly about it. Hey, that bugs a feature, right? Because you did go to grad school, and I want fucking everybody to know about it, right? Yeah. yeah. Here, here's the you thing. can compound them compounds, baby. No, I can make them thoughts. Complex. No. All right. Go on and on and on. I it's like, like Finnegan's wake up in this bitch. You, you, you really are a fucking Faulkner. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want dashes and semicolons right. everywhere. Here's here's what yeah. I would here's, you're fucking right. here's what I would like Ross to think about doing. Yeah. You're not going to, but I'd like you to okay. think about it. Does he fall uh-huh. asleep tonight? Uh-huh. Taking all of the bit he said about apostrophes after he indicted the apostrophe. Oh, yeah. And then just put it after the semicolon bit. <laughs> Specifically the bit about 95% of the internet not understanding how to use Look, them. but everybody has 100% to use 100% of the internet doesn't understand how I to use semicolon. I understand that, but everybody has to use apostrophes, whether they know how to use them or not. You do not have to touch a dash or a semicolon if you don't want to drive it. You don't have to get in a Maserati and, or, and wreck it against the wall either. Like... But if you know how to operate its controls... Are you controls, calling a semicolon the Maserati of punctuation? I think I just did. Jesus Christ, Caleb. <laughs> Who... Who's paying for the MLA? Who's paying for all of this? Yeah, big MLA. Yeah, yeah. Big English <laughs> actually, is really uh, on this bullshit. It's actually big tech because without semicolons, where would any programming language be? That's true. That's true. Good yeah. for emojis. I'll give yeah, you that. Exactly. There we go. God, the semicolon. And here's the thing: <laughs> like, what would you do? The noble workmanlike period. Hemingway, fuck you! You what? What would you put there? I pro- honestly, I probably would have put the comma there. What's wrong? You with put th- a comma at a five. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, I think it is the greatest of all punctuation. I bet your favorite flavor is bread. Jesus. You that- think that's you think that's a surprise <laughs> to anyone? Sometimes I put butter on it. Not real butter. Land of lakes. All I ask is, what's wrong with a question mark? Yeah. Where's the question mark? Where's your inquisition here, Stokes? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I hope someone, someone, you one would of be you, the I'm just asking questions guy, takes What's him to task oh, for this. Yeah. For the amount of shit I've said that is frankly unobjectionable, for Caleb to roll up in here with a semicolon as a five, if there's not just a riot on the Discord, I think I'm done here. Can I we think do I'm one, done I, I kind of want to do a rating six and one, come back for graphic design elements. Drop caps, sorely underused. Okay. See, maybe workshop that when you're in Australia really? and then come back. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have strong opinions on drop caps? You, you do. <laughs> um, okay. Hey, with that uh, questionable rating system, although you couldn't question it because there's no question mark included, uh, we're going to grab more beer and we'll be right back. Spencer, what are you drinking? Hey, I like it. I like it. We've mm-hmm. introduced this thing. We're just building to the, the Ross Quest. Uh, this is from Maplewood, I believe. It's the morbidly obese pug with a little with a little like picture of a pug if it was like a, a military symbol. Is that X's on its eyes? Yes, it is. Okay. Because he's morbidly obese. Wouldn't that be just Well, that our, means he's dead. Isn't right. that just going to be morbidly. our military unit in World War III? Like, right. You know, Springfield 283, the fighting pug. It's actually uh, <laughs> after Space Force succeeds, they're going to do pug force. And this okay. will be the yeah. badge for pug force. Uh-huh. So this is the morbidly obese pug. It's an extra fudge imperial chocolate stout. 10%. It's an ale brewed with cacao, chocolate, vanilla, lactose. Every unit in this military is named after an animal that would instantly die if it was ever put in the wild. <laughs> yes. They literally can't even get birth of that human assistance. <laughs> That's how fucked up we've done. Thanks, Selective Reading. <laughs> fudgy. I would describe that as fudgy. I mean, it did describe itself as extra fudge. Yeah. No, that's true. And you actually taste it quite a bit. Um, Let me get in there. 
normally when people say things like that, I just assume it's going to be like bad sweet, but like no, straight up, the front end of that thing has some fudge, straight fudge taste to it. And I like it. Yeah, that's like, a shake. That's a good beer. Yeah. Um, I feel like I got that from Brahms. Yes, exactly. That's a really good observation. Yeah. That is a tasty imperial stout. I bet it's even better out of a can. Um, wow. Yeah, whatever teenager have... gave me my shake at Brahms was like, he gets a little booze in that. Yeah. <laughs> as a treat. Is yeah. anybody else getting like a little more for an, for an imperial stout, a little more maybe like tobacco than you expected on the uh, mid-back? I, I get some roast on the malt, but it's not bad at all. Like the sweetness of the fudge takes it. It, it, it makes it kind of a darker chocolate to me. Yeah, that's right. But it's not like... It's not the, you know, I dare you dark chocolate that many people eat nowadays. It's, uh, that it's, is like, yeah. like, 98% yeah. cacao. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I quite like that. Yeah. Um, it, ha- it has a distinct uh, taste of, uh, my grandpa smoked a pipe growing up. Mm-hmm. Has a distinct taste of kind of a sweet tobacco scent that would be in my house when he left for the day. I- I'd put that above like Young's double chocolate. Yes, like I agree. Stuff I've had before. Way more drinkable. Yeah, and yeah. not as, uh, and the something we've not talked about yet, uh, the viscosity seems right. For me, Young's yeah. always feels a little watery for what it is. Yeah, it's not quite melted enough. That's right. That feels like. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be extra here. This feels fivey to yes. me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is a good beer, and Fudge. I know that typically Caleb is the Fudge. is the point fairy, but I feel Fudge. I feel strongly this is a very good beer, and I would I would actively seek it out or buy it again. Um, it just makes me feel better because I don't have to be the pro fudge guy. Right. I'm already the pro semicolon guy, which is apparently an issue. It is. Okay. It's deep it's not issue. Not a five. No. Thank you. You're not a five. Um. <laughs> way. Hey. Hey. Yeah. She's not on this episode. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, exactly right. She's going to be on every episode. Right. She? Yeah. 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 Um, I'll show you. <laughs> Caleb, you've proposed a dissecting our fun topic, which is, of course, a segment where we talk about games. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, so this occurred to me recently. I'm talking about calming your board game hype beast when the board game industry constantly feeds that beast crack. Just yeah. crank cocaine. Yeah. Just some basement speed. Uh, so, recently had an experience of watching a couple of reviews, right, and then reading about the King's Dilemma. You are hot on this. I was. I came out hot on this. So basically, saw it, read about it. it it's everything I've wanted. I've always wanted to play diplomacy, but not lose friends. Right. I've always wanted to finish a long term. Um, legacy style legacy campaign. campaign, but we've never had time to do it because I've never been able to work it into our constantly commodified friendship schedule. Right. Uh, I've always wanted to. Uh, I love nation building games. See Nagali Situ. See things like that where you're sort of building up your own country. And the King's Dilemma is all of that. You are generations of right. the council advising this king deciding stuff about this kingdom and it goes terribly wrong and Mm -hmm. terribly but the thing is i couldn't do that because the time commitment was too great and then it's like oh no it's 45 minutes per game right oh and then it's like i couldn't do it because i get tired if you have a strategy it's like no you change strategies every single time it's like oh wait a minute i can experiment right um and i just got so psyched to try it to the point where i'm like messaging you and rppr it's like hey you guys want to do actual play of this and everyone's like at work and I'm like, I don't know, what is it? Right. And then I like send you the link like four times. Yeah. And they're like, I, I guess maybe and it's like, it's okay. I already bought it. Right. Um, it's already here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. I, I shouldn't have done. I didn't know anything about it. I'll other play than a couple it. reviews. Right. No one else is half as excited about it as I am. Right. No matter what well, I say. Well, see container. I mean, this happens. I'm excited that you're <sighs> excited. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's not condescending at all. Aww. I'm really I, I'm really believe you're no, committed. No, I don't I don't think it is condescending. I really feel like you guys are committed to a 25-hour legacy campaign when you say, "I'm just I'm just happy you found something that's in your interest." <laughs> like Um, I don't know. So like I'm not I don't know that I'm willing to say you're I'm like for my all... mom if I start my rap SoundCloud. Just like wow. I'm just glad it's occupying your time. Right. I'm just yeah. glad you're not doing the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, when, in fact, if mom knew it was up, when you start a rap SoundCloud, that's after you get into drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Post Malone, in that order, got into weed, started a SoundCloud yes. millionaire. Yes. Um, I don't know. So I don't know that I'm signing up for like a 25 hour campaign. What I am signing up for is trying something that is outside of my prototypical play type that seems interesting because you seem to think that it's going to be really cool. And typically, I'm willing to try a game you think is going to be very cool because I know what kind of game I think is very cool. And I know that oftentimes when we're all said and done playing shit, I'm the only one at the table that thought it was very cool. <laughs> yep, yep. But that's why I brought it up. This is a common experience. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so you seem super jazzed about this. And it seems like a role playing game I don't have to write. Right. Exactly. Which and I'm very excited about. I've always been, I'm always looking for ways to get a little more involved in the RPG stuff without getting into RPGs, which and is I, one of the reasons that I think Phase Anatomy is great. And I think this might be it. And this might be it. And so I don't know that I'm signing off on, I'll be here for 25 hours of gameplay. But I am signing off on, I want to give this thing a fucking shot. And the record suggests that if I'm into a thing, I will play a thing. And so, yeah, I'm I'm willing to light this up, but but this is not really necessarily a question about uh, uh about this game, the King's Dilemma, the King's Dilemma, right? Your question is more globally about. I I sought input from my group about who would want to play it. Right, received tepid to right. non responses. Right, steamrolled right over the fact that I have no one to play it with by myself. Right, and then bought it, and then bought it anyway. Yeah, at some point in that line of reasoning, I should have stopped. Don't, um, don't know how to do that when I'm this deep in the paint in my board game hobby. Right. Yeah, because I, I... I don't know that yeah. you should have. I, so I think that uh, even a cursory review of how this has all worked over the last couple of years, there's not been a lot of permission asking, so to speak, about like, would you guys play this? It's like, hey, I bought a game. Let's see what it's like. I, and I know. And it would be one thing if I was running it one time, but I explicitly bought it because I don't want to run it one time. I want to like right. finish it and, and try it all out. Yeah. And maybe I could play the first game and hate it, which right. is another thing I probably should have considered before right. I bought it. Uh, you know, like walking into the prequels and, you know, looking at your friend, what if it's bad? And then, you know, the right. crawl starts. Uh, but uh, it's too late. You're committed at that point. You're there now. So um, th there's all of that. Right. But at, at the same time, like, that's why I like board gaming. Right. Like, if I wasn't this excited about something and I was, like, a, you know, cautious consumer, like, yeah. well, how much am I really going to stream on Disney Plus compared right. to my free time and hour? And then I just won't buy anything. Right. Like, because that's... And I think that's how the, I do stuff. I think that's the bit, right? That, <laughs> yeah. like... Um, and we've talked about this But before. it's also a reckless consumer decision that I wouldn't recommend for anybody. No. No, yeah, yeah. Now Financially, I owned, it is not a great Because now move. I own a seven-inch box of envelopes right. Right. that I can't open Well, uh, that we will be playing bare minimum two months from now if we remember to it, which we probably won't because right. Ross is going to come back with like eight games about kangaroos. playing fucking kangaroos and be very obsessed about them like every right. other time he travels. Right. Uh, and Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a you that, problem, man. Yeah. See, but every think, time you've gone to China, <laughs> right? When we suddenly every game takes place in China, that like, didn't happen that much. That yeah. much. Okay. Yeah. It, you you pretend as if there's not an audio record of these things, <laughs> right. like with time and date Names. stamps. 
30. I <laughs> exactly, think, yeah. I think that you've kind of hit the nail on the head, though, as to why this is good, why I think this is good, and why when you get super jacked up about something, like I'm willing to say, like, yeah, let's fucking give it a shot, man. Um, we've talked about this on a previous episode, uh, that that I believe strongly that the the Kickstarter model of board game growth is an unsustainable and bad model. Um, and I got a ping uh, a couple weeks ago from Rick Bagwell, who of course runs uh, the Bananana podcast yeah, and Ricky B. Gamers. And Rick's been on the podcast. Yeah, Rick's um, great. And and if you just want to talk to someone who knows a lot about board games and the board game community and who's really plugged in, much more so than than we three, um, Rick Bagwell's the guy to do to to to, to do that with to talk to. And um, uh, but, but I would talk to Rick about this game. I was like, yeah, it's all right. Well, but, I, but so Rick Rick pointed out to me uh, a couple weeks ago that weeks after we talked about mm-hmm. the, the the problems of the Kickstarter model that we've kind of like boxed yeah. ourselves in on, um, Gil Hova and uh, I think um, uh, Stephen Bonacore from Stronghold Games were on a podcast and talked about the problem of the Kickstarter model and I think kind of the exact same thing we were saying. I assume it's because they're big fans of the podcast and they just like yeah, what we definitely, were talking about. Yeah, definitely, yeah. But anyways... Um, uh, th- for me, the fact that you got I- in a seat, like literally every day, and we follow a lot of content creators on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Like the bulk of my Twitter anymore is fucking board game people. Um, and that's because a lot of my things are just great. And also I'm in the community, so I'm interested. But like literally, so let's assume 60% of my Twitter feed is board game stuff. Of that 60%, 98% of it anymore is just like, hey, we're launching a Kickstarter tomorrow. Yep. And then insert ping, shitty ping, image ping, right, ping, of ping. someone's Kickstarter, right? Or non-shitty image, depending on the quality. Of, you know, Public Market is launching next week from Flat Out Games. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because there's just so much anymore. And we go, to, we go to multiple cons a year. I mean, we see a lot of fucking board games in the given year. Last year, we played 52 new ones at a minimum. When you see, see something that looks so interesting in a sea of just stuff, yeah, like I am fuck, I think that's worth noting, and therefore I'm in on but that. But see, bit. that's my problem, like because when I go to a con, I accept this and plan around it. I, I'm, I'm supermarket sweeping, like. If 100%. I can imagine getting a night out, Absolutely. Of it, it goes in the fucking cart, and right. I don't have a cart because I wouldn't carry a cart around a con because I'm not that type of person. Uh it's a crime. Let people walk through. Uh but, but. Uh, that is at least a time and a place that's limited. Like, I can't do that when I'm, like, sitting at my computer at home. No, like, it's literally easier. Yeah, I, I know, but I, I I can't let it spread. Right. I can't let the infection go out of those two or three confined weekends per year because right. none of us will survive it. You know what's interesting? I'm deducting now? board games now on my taxes. I now right. know. I now have an exact number. It's terrifying. Right. You know what's interesting, though, is that, like, uh, of so let, let's assume I have too many games. I do. Hundreds. <laughs> I would imagine less than 5% of those I've bought online. Uh, and, and maybe this is something we should talk about, you know, in a future segment. But for some reason... Oh, I, I, I hardly ever buy online. Yeah. But I... I Board I games have to this, yeah. maintained this very... I need to hold it. I need to see it. I need to turn it around and read the box. I mm-hmm. need to ask someone standing next to me or working in a store, have you played this? I need to be at a con. Well, practice like you play, man. Like, the, the, right. the appeal of the hobby is... The conversation I'm about not the fucking online for right. once, and we're looking at each other in Amen. the eye. Yeah. Amen. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, look, I'm excited to play it. We've talked about making it kind of a, an RPPR mix six crossover event where we would do like a full, you know, couple sessions of of the King's Dilemma. Think if we don't fun. hate it in two to three months, right? 
And we actually finish it. Which, you know. Caveat, caveat, caveat. It depends caveat. It depends on what how much Australia-based content Ross brings back here in five weeks. It's usually not more than three to four months before okay. he, then he takes another trip. So um, let's say August, September, maybe we start talking about board games again or, yeah, or non-Australian board yeah. games. Until wow. then, I will just be quietly my house shoveling crank into my hive beast. Right, so. right. All right, we're getting close to uh, National Treasure, and uh, we're going to get more beer, and we'll be right back. Caleb, what are you drinking? I am drinking from New Belgium Brewing's Le Terrar. I like that voice. That's dry too. hopped yeah. American sour. This is my NPR voice. Oh, okay. But why? But it sounds like a little like French, maybe. I. You know what I was thinking? Orson Welles trying to hawk uh, wine. Oh yeah, yeah. but not oh. not drunk. You know. Well, I, I can be, but. <laughs> Like a late Orson Welles, yeah. like no, when you have I, lots I, I the hard bees. No, the, the like earlier. fish stick Orson Welles, no, or a little earlier. Yeah, oh, younger, no. younger Orson. No, I'm not worthy of younger Orson. I, I'm, uh, I'm more animaniacs Orson Welles, <laughs> and we all know it. Uh, anyway, I'm going to drink this American uh, dry hopped American sour ale. So this is another one of those New Belgium fancy beers, Oak Age series, I believe is what they're called. And these are typically very delicious sours, and this Le Terroir is not an exception to that. We uh, Best of Luck Beer Hall tends to get these beers in on draft, and they drink. You know, so it's classic when it has a cork. That's exactly right. Yeah. What it's I like a thick about necker. it, yeah. it, it's sour, but it's got some of that oak barrel. There's some richness to it's it. It's sour. It does have the sort of wine finish, but right. you never lose the grape in the sour. Right, like it is. It is distinctly it's got a, some body. A, a grape flavored right. drink, but not like. A trailer park grape flavor. That's like, exactly right. Yeah. Um, Let me have one. Yeah, it, it very much has that wine finish without that wine sweetness. I think the sour cuts into the sweetness that normally makes me fighting drunk on wine. Um, oh, it's such a It's just beer. such a delicious beer. It's a hard five. It's, it's a not, hard five. It's not a question. In Caleb's world, this is a semicolon. Yes. He would He would In put these between world. clauses. So I would put so them between independent clauses. Thank you. Because I'm not a monster. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Debatable. Uh, anyway, what we are going to talk about in this segment is your number one vote getter, the Mix 6 Mock Draft. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, Max of Good Brews Bad Views suggests... Go. Also, Max and I had a great conversation last night about Congo. Underappreciated film. Oh yeah, Laura I actually Lenny. look forward to see what's on Netflix. Yeah, Laura Linney, Laura Linney fucks them gorillas up yep. with a laser. I don't know that it's underappreciated. <laughs> wow. So we can wow. Move, we can move on from that for okay. now. Right. But, anyway, yeah. Max suggests in Mix Six Mock Draft. Let's say you have somehow become stranded in the wilds of Australia. What three animals, each from a different biome? You listening, Peyton? Will you befriend to ensure your survival? God, I'm so excited for this. I need to tell you something before we get sort into this. Sort of a rescuers down under yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah, I need to tell you all something. Uh-huh. I did, well, relatively extensive research for this segment. So the most research you've ever done for this podcast? Uh, Top five. <laughs> Definitely top five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, to clarify for our listeners, one, the, the, the mock draft is any animal, not just Australian or just Australian? Uh, well, I mean, you're stranded in Australia. Okay. So nothing to, they have zoos there too, actually. So they have things that are not. I did not pick a zoo. Okay. The zoo biome? Well, I mean, okay. And two. That's a master cop. That's sure. the thing. So if they're from different biomes. I've been paying attention to their political system. They are a zoo. <laughs> hey wow. Topical take on Australian yep. politics. To, um, to fucking say that from 
where we're sitting. The catbird seat. That is really ridiculous. Australia's mandatory voting. They got the government that they wanted. Um, So... They so that you're you're straight in the wilderness, but you're getting animals from different biomes. That's so right. Like, are they? You, I've these, I've solved for this. Okay, I've you, corrected. Right, so you you accounted for how you're encountering yeah, these that's animals right. out, of, for this out shit. of their native roll for this shit. Okay, gonna uh, die. I'm gonna roll this D100. All right. Yeah. Uh huh. Rolling a 100. Motherfucker. Okay, go to a tie off. He gets also a ten. Now he got a ten. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like a hundred without a zero. Yeah. Uh, that'll be you. Now I understand your taxes problem, Caleb. Okay, uh, so uh, we don't we did not specify like which biomes I suppose you had to choose from. There is a limited number though, so uh, I'm just going to start at the top of my list. So my my snow leopard didn't work. Perhaps not. Okay. Can you do me a favor since I'm doing this on my phone and you're doing it on your computer? Can you can Read you your own shit? Can to you, you redact my top line? I'm reading it, but but I can't redact as easily on the iPhone. Oh my God. Google Docs is a little bit squishy on the iPhone. You can technically type in things, but you can't do a whole lot beyond that. And now I have to wait for it, of course, to change its color. Okay. Well, I get points instantly in the judgment for allowing you to even compete with me. Well, the that's a is, pretty magnanimous and sporting move. It's not. A, I could just be like, no, it's black now. That's not. Yeah. That's not. I win, works, Caleb. You know that very well. Okay. I'm getting it open, and it's kind of here. We go. Here we go. Okay. Now, Ross, I need to tell you something. Um, I did some research for this. Some. Asterisk. You got some biology facts. I did. Get, I did get some biology facts. I read a lot of Wikipedia's, um, and that made me feel pretty, pretty special here. Mm-hmm. And I need to tell you something. I am worried about you um, because when you start reading about just like Australian wildlife, seventy percent of entries just start with like it can kill a human this way. <laughs> So you got to be careful, man. Okay, you got to be real fucking careful. I, I've been there before. Maddie's lived there her entire life. Right. I get that, yeah. but Maddie's tough. So your chances of survival <laughs> are only going to go down. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Matt, longer you're in country, that's exactly right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The, the so, chart just drops precipitously. I'm imagining a world in which you recruit animals to support you as mm-hmm. a team. So I wanted to find you some deadly motherfuckers. Okay. Because and so we're not I, wearing how I befriend them. I do befriend them. That's right. They're okay. coming to your defense. Because and I don't. Yeah. I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I don't think you're surviving without them if you're lost in the wilderness. Okay. Fair enough. So the first thing I've drafted for Ross as his super team of animal murderers is the Parenti, um, which is just a giant fucking lizard. It's a it's of the monitor lizard class. Yeah. Yeah. Two and a half meters Mm -hmm. on average. Yeah. Slightly venomous bite. Mm -hmm. Big fucking teeth and claws. Oh yeah. Okay. By slightly venomous, do you mean like? My arm is gone, but at least it's well, just mildly irritated. Or so little bitty nip, poison oh no, coursing they, through my veins. They're big bitey boys. Okay, big, the, it's a, it's a big bitey boy. Slight on the venom. All right. Yeah, yeah. The and and I think big on the mouth. What I was looking right. for here is because I assume if you're lost in the Australian wilderness, aka the outback um, steakhouse, I assume that the greatest threat to Ross Payton at this point is not other humans; it's other animals. So I was looking for shit. And this happens to be one of those things that can eat whole creatures of a certain size and poison other creatures that would attack you. So I'm trying to give you pretty yeah. good wingman. Oh boy, yeah. he a big he, he a big boy. He's a big son of a bitch. He's a big. 
Now, big old fella. I learned in the course of research, monitor lizards are endemic to typically other parts of the world, Asia and Africa, but but Australia does have mm-hmm. some species of monitor lizards, mm-hmm. the parenti being perhaps the largest of the group. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how an Australian would say parenti, and I don't want to be offensive and say it, but I do want to arm you with that weapon. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. If we had a biology fact sound during that last statement you made, we'd just be banging on it like a rap horn. 100%. Bio, 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 yeah, bio we could fact. get a soundboard. Maybe that should be Patriot Mosso. You know. Maybe that's that, what maybe you that should be the quest. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe no, 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 that's no. the quest. No, 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 no. I want to I bet this. Bring me an Australian soundboard, Real, Ross. real, real, real talk, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we got you a soundboard, you would sound sound effects. Oh, yeah. I would just constantly be like a morning zoo crew. Kind of a monkey paw thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's 100% that. Uh, All right, Caleb, you're next. Uh, My biome is the skies. Oh, yeah? I'm going to get a kookaburra. Oh, I hear they are uh, deceptively deadly as Mm -hmm. they're constantly zooming at your head. And I Mm -hmm. also hear they are numerous. They're also fairly smart. Yes. So I want one on my side. Yeah. So I figure my kookaburra, well, not also not as we're friending mm-hmm. each other, is not, not going to dive at my head. Mm-hmm. And right. also could like talk to his or her friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About not diving at my right. head. You can also right. scout out. You no, could, it makes sense. Yeah. You could hear the kookaburra sing. And also, you, I hear they get you. agitated during mating season. So yeah. since we're friends, I kind of had an idea of this buddy comedy. Uh-huh. I'm the kookaburra's wingman. Oh. oh, the kookaburra's wingman. Uh, like I'm kind of working on like getting my Written lady Judd Apatow. My lady and male friend kookaburra a, a little uh like little, little egg action. Yeah. That's, that's fun. Yeah. Kevin Hart as an extra. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, okay, it's a snake draft. Uh no pun intended. Uh and you get to pick a second class here. Again, I want sort of animal diplomats here that are going to get me along with other animals and get me through the biome. So Kookaburro going to help me out in the skies, which I imagine since I'm lost in the wilds, I'm constantly exposed to. There's also a significant amount of outback in the outback. Uh, So I need something to get my through a desert. So um, uh, Quigley Down Under is not available uh, as he is an American transplant. Right. Um, Right. But he's technically an invasive species. But I'm going to get a dingo on my side. Yeah. I'm an American. I'm good with dogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I imagine I'd be good with Australian baby eating yeah, dogs. I assume they're the same language. <laughs> <laughs> and like dingoes come with packs. So I've, I have sort of like a dingo no, diplomat. No. You don't get that's extra topical. No, that's the pack is not going with move. me, but the cats. They're not going with me, but like he's you're gonna, already playing. You're already playing the king's he's dilemma. He's going to keep me. He's going to keep me from being eaten by other dingo packs, which is important. This is some bullshit. I will have a <laughs> okay. dingo ambassador. I'm okay. not. They're not on my side. Fine. I'm not recruiting them into an alliance. Yeah, it feels like. But you're, I at least like I'm yeah. going to get like free safe passage, passage through yeah. the territory. Yeah, right. Safe passage, which is important. Is right. It's like they're an alliance or something. Okay. So <laughs> also um, maybe the dingo needs a date. Right. And the, the dingo's winning. You're trying to get all the animals laid. Yeah, fuck yeah, it's a party. <laughs> I'm like, Australia. I like this. Uh, this this trilogy you've set up the kookaburra's wingman the dingo's wingman and the whole thing is just a bad riff on crocodile dundee mm. where you just hang out with animals mm, yeah i assume that uh like robert downey jr eddie murphy is a part of the cast yeah okay uh i want to return to the skies caleb has chosen the kookaburra which seems like a good pick now here's my thing you've got the the parenti running beside you mm-hmm. right T- playing T- some Terrifyingly, yeah, terrifyingly, <laughs> people are going to back the fuck off. Oh, sure. You've got a sh- you've got a short range defense mechanism. What you're lacking right now is long range. And the kookaburra is nice, swooping down, doing some damage. But here's my thinking: what you're missing is a is a uh, a real radar, right? A map to know where you should go next. So I've chosen the wedge-tailed eagle, 
which is endemic to Australia, often known as the red-booted or brown-booted eagle, up to four feet wingspan, the female wedge-tailed eagle is. But get this, they hover at like a, a, an incredible like 15,000, 20,000 feet, and no one knows why. But they can see fucking everything. They see fucking bands of ultraviolet mm -hmm. rays. You got a good scout here. Oh, yeah. So my thinking is you got a good side-by-side -side with the Parenti, keeping the immediate attackers off. You've also got eyes in the sky letting you know what's coming so you can plan, all right? I'm putting together a strategic team for you here, Ross. This is, this yeah, is SEAL, yeah. SEAL team I, down under. Okay. Doing that recap. Yeah. Okay. Last one, snake draft style. And uh, I wanted to make sure in case you ended up in watery areas, you have a strategy here. Because, And I don't want to make a wrong assumption, but I don't feel like if you got into shallow ocean territory, you'd be as comfortable as land territory. I want to give you some assistance here. Okay. So after a lot of research, I've decided that I want to pair you with the dugong, which is localized to shallower waters. Uh, and that means that when you get into lowland areas with some ocean coastal areas in particular, you've got some defense. Now, the dugong uh, kind of looks like a big fucking seal with without a dorsal, like mm -hmm. a dolphin without a dorsal fin, seal with like a more wedged nose, mm -hmm. but going to be able to clean up areas around you, going to be an underwater advisor. So now, kind of think about the team, you got pie in the sky, wedge-tailed eagle looking out for what's going on. You've got dugong managing your safety and letting you know what's up in these watery areas, and then you've got your attack dog in the parenti ready mm -hmm. to strike. Yeah. All the Australian, but not top-level Australian. And I think I should get points for the depth here. Caleb, you're last. All right. I am definitely not looking up fantasy quest generators to give Ross a quest. I am instead thinking about my last buddy. And it's going to be coastal. It's going to be the Australian coastal taipan snake. There it is. It's going to be venomous. Be my sort of venomous ambassador. You need one. You have to have one. It's going to tell me what things are venom. He's he's going to be very busy because he's just going to be like that venomous. That oh, it'll kill you. This one, yeah, me definitely. Will kill Wait, you. you assume the snake has a knowledge of venomous things? I who of who better would he have? He, he's he's a, a, a sort of venomous in an episode icon. that you framed around grammar, sir. I I challenge you. I, to, I of was, better who would he? I was baffled by your insane question. It it. it Right. Drove right past my linguistic center. Yeah, totally. Uh, so uh, he's going to be sort of my uh, venom ambassador. Let me know what to watch out for. Also, in this buddy cop thing, the snake insists on getting me laid, but I'm not interested. Also, I'm covered in a reptile, so it doesn't work. So that's the humor aspect. Snake's going to be like, ladies, and be like, He's got a snake around. Ladies, him. that's gross. Ladies. Yeah, left. Wow, it's gonna be really. And I'm gonna be like, I know, I that's don't. Offensive, Caleb. I don't really want to. He's just Caleb. I owe him my life. He kept me from being eaten by these Australian venomous things. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna be like, you mean animals? Like all of them? I'm right. Like, I, I, and I'm gonna have like a real fish out of water moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been told that there are many burlesque dancers who are really into snakes. So you know, I think uh, you're making. Did you guys know there's a whole mm -hmm. massage? Yeah. yeah. See, line of snake oriented activities. All of this sounds <laughs> just nightmarish. Right. Um, I just say, don't make assumptions about people just because you have a snake around. Like some just people because like they're from Australia. You know, you know what I want to like? Yeah. Really <laughs> ramp up the awkwardness of seeing a stripper. I want to see a snake shit on her at the same yeah, time. That's right. That you know, like just really ram home. 
Right. What has happened to my life that yeah. I found myself there? Yeah. Uh, get get that in there. Yeah. The only thing that I would be more uncomfortable, the, the only situation in which I'm more uncomfortable than just being in a strip club, is if there are also snakes <laughs> in the strip club. <laughs> sort so, of like a sort right. of like a circle of hell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You want you want to go sit in a strip club with a bunch of your friends? No. What if there were boa constrictors? <laughs> oh. Well, I don't know. Uh, what's the lighting like? Uh, tell me about the buffet situation. Um, okay. As always, in a mock draft, you can vote for hashtag Team Caleb and hashtag Team Spencer, obviously, since this is your buddy cop film, functionally. Yeah. Your yeah. group. Mm-hmm. You get kind of primary vote. I'll let you think on it. Mm-hmm. You can even go to Australia, befriend all these animals, and then come back and tell us. That sounds like an idea. Yeah. Which one is the most effective? Yeah, yeah. Uh, on that note, we're going to grab more beer, and we'll be right back with a segment of Getting Lit or a Chur. Spencer, what are you drinking? Uh, this is also from Pipeworks, which is a brewery we've encountered a lot more frequently lately, and I think this is part of the problem with having had a bunch of other beers. Um, out of Chicago, <laughs> Illinois, this looks like the bottom of a snowboard uh, circa 1998. It's called Pineapple Guppy. It's a pale ale with pineapple. And then the picture looks like uh, a super high dude with some uh, spray paint made a guppy. So, I once pulled off a 720 Goofy pineapple guppy, yeah, in the 2004 X Games, fakey, yeah. fakey guppy, mm-hmm. yeah. So re- originally it was just the guppy, and then it became the fakey guppy, and then the switchy guppy, and then they were like the pineapple guppy, yeah. And it was kind of a unique Tony Hawk did holding it. a pineapple. Yeah, it was weird. It. it was super yeah. weird, but um, anyways, here we are. Bold new direction. He is drinking it. It is a garish fucking can. <laughs> it's way tubular, gnarly. Yeah, I would pay such good money. For someone to get pineapple right. <laughs> and and I don't think this is the fault of any one brewery, because it's a little bit there. It tastes like a pale ale with a little pineapple juice. Not immediately. You need to wait about 10 seconds. Then on the back, you're going to go, oh, there's a little pineapple back there. It's just... They they dumped a pineapple LaCroix into it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Just it's like adjacent to almost, a room that was adjacant right, to a pineapple. Right. It all, you, you walked into a place where two days ago, someone ate a pineapple, and you're like, is that... That's pineapple. I'm still glad it's there. It, the acid does something better yes. to the beer than yes. it would otherwise. But yeah, it's not I, doing I st- what I want it to do. I still think, uh, and and th- this is as much a memory function uh, as anything, the pineapple sculpin that mm. uh, Ballast mm. Point did, mm. did pineapple pretty well. And, and you know, lots of thoughts about uh, Ballast Point and typically didn't care for IPAs, don't care for IPAs. But Victory C and uh, C... Winch, sour winch, yeah. yes, sour winch, the blueberry, blackberry out. Yeah, they got they some good yeah. one. Yeah, uh, that victory at sea is fucking great. Yeah, uh, but this is a three. Um, it's pale ale. That's a comma. Yeah, and on the back end, there's a little bit of pineapple, and I just think pale ales are too strong for pineapple to to sing. I do think IPAs are the right vehicle for them. We've just not found too many mm-hmm. that that I think you probably have to do a lot more pineapple than you think. So like. Um, I remember talking to uh, the the mothers guys, um, Dave Soper and uh, Brad Colbertson, at some point, and they were making a citrusy beer. Yeah, and they told me the quantity of citrus they had to put into this beer in the brewing process, citrus zest, 
uh, to make that thing taste like the citrus. And I remember thinking at the time, like, well, that would be 11 truckloads or whatever. That's, like, fucking impossible. But no, I get it. Yeah. Pale ales and IPAs in particular are so overwhelming and potent that you you have to put 10 times the amount of citrus in to get anything out of it. And this That's why we got to go to Battered Boar, man. Yeah, they I know. Use, it. They use the real fruit and right. not the extract. And I want to try it. And it does it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, anyways, we're into Getting Lit, where we talk about uh, things that, in theory, we have read. Caleb, you got a really special gift in the mail. Uh, this is a very Max-heavy episode. Well, Max is great. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Max Nestorowicz or Good Brews, Bad Views, you should definitely check out both. Um, Max is infinitely more knowledgeable about beer than we ever planned to be. Oh, in- indeed. <laughs> he has a much better palate than than all three of us combined times 100 uh, and has generally good takes on most things. And equally shitty taste in film. So Yeah. yeah. So he sent you a thing. He's really just the better version of us. Was yeah. this a Max thing? Yes, this yeah. is a Max thing. Yeah. Uh, so Max has sent me the graphic novel titled Alpha King. Uh, written by, no shit, Brian Azzarello. Fucking mind-blowing. And uh, drawn by, can I see the arts on there? Uh, Floyd and uh, Beasley, uh, which is a official Three Floyds comic book. For those of you who are not in the know, Three Floyds is the brewery that makes Zombie Dust, which is, of course, one of the most sought-after pale ales in the country, and a beer that we have a particular the Dark affinity Lord, for. Uh, right. Russian Imperial, sure. like yeah. some very legendary beers. And they have apparently commissioned their own comic book with the no-shit, single most recognizable yes. comic book author of the last right. two to three decades. Yes. Um, and it is... First off, Something. things I want to say. I I would like to ask, what the fuck? It's a good I, question. I would also like to request, never again. It's like guar, but with bad taste. <laughs> right. I, I'm sorry. Uh, um, no, there's a thing. That's a real thing. It's guar if they hired Fiverr. You know, yeah. like that. That's that's where okay, they found. That, yeah. that, that's better. I like. Um. That. So not I, that the art is bad, but that it it. Is horrifically sexist and horrifically sexist, like weird. And I'm just gonna describe. I'm just gonna describe the plot of Alpha King. I'm just gonna. More people need to suffer in addition to me. So in oh, Alpha sure. King, three children go up to a man who is home brewing in his garage, who is making a IPA. Feels of, right. Of course, yeah. of course, he yeah. is. They want some of the beer. Yeah. He says no. Totally reasonable. And then they start cussing each other out. Because they're like eight and he's a grown man. Anyway, they they come back and they're actually hellish creatures from a Guar universe. Sure, totally reasonable. Um, they uh, say that they finally found him. And then they uh, murder his girlfriend and, and lower him into a burning kiln of wart. Um, he wakes up. Not dead, but in the the real world beneath the actual world. Sure. So sure. it's sort of got like a super regular, like theosophist uh, sort of vibe to it. And he is the Alpha King. At which point, Brian Azzarello gets, and I am absolutely convinced this house was written, increasingly more drunk as he continues to write this nonsense. Yeah, wouldn't be wrong. And the the plot involves him going to rescue his girlfriend uh, from the evil lord who makes bad beer. Is that her in the bikini? Yes. Okay. Of course it's a woman, because this fucking comic 
boy, it hates him. Boy, it dislikes him a lot. Uh, and it's just Brian Azzarello as he just gets blackout, just blackout hammed, trying to find ways to work in the names of Three Floyd's beer into whatever, like, Braveheart meets what dreams may come meets... Like um, like Thor written by a 12-year-old boy, it looks like. More like the Jack Black game where he went into the oh, metal yeah. universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that game plus what dreams may come plus Braveheart. All written drunk and drawn like a guar scene, but without taste or any sense of political commentary. Trying to, like, Burroughs cut-up method work in these beer names into the art style, which is just blood and guts. Also, the, the children-turned-monsters killed the, the brewer's cat, who then comes back as a... Gumball head. Gumball head. Gumball head the cat. Gumball head the cat comes back as a giant Nazi war machine. Uh, no, that's the dog. It's a do- There's a different animal from that. Um, and it's just... I just want to know why. I have so right. many questions. Here's the interesting thing You make me. such good beer. Why... Why would you spend money on this? Oh, Why they, would you do this? Then they've got like like alt covers back here and shit. I would buy a book of the... No, those are covers for the actual days that they released the Dark Lord oh, Burn. Wow. I would buy a book of nothing but that band like art cover shit. Like, yeah. give me a whole book of that, not this crazy nonsense. I'm kind of like... I'm compelled to read it just because... Um, it's so I, not good? No. Well, yeah. Well... Come on now, like look, the, look at it. Like I, the panels don't even connect. Like no, the, the, like the <laughs> no. The last panel I saw before I put that away was of a woman eating a naked woman's face. Yes. Um, yes. So I'm just kind of yeah, I'm over that. Yeah, it's real bad. What I, what I'm interested about is we have encountered a lot of breweries, a lot, uh, and we've encountered some breweries with significant depth i would say you know which is which is not to indicate that i know deeply about stillwater right like i don't know what their social media is like other than occasionally they like random tweets they didn't mean to um (laughs) i don't really know what their brand building exercises or practices are like outside of make a beer talk about beer but i would caution a bet that, oh, they have an intro about why they did it. Okay, that that because that's what I'm curious. The the brand building aspect is the interesting they, thing for me. They do things differently. No, that's it. That that was it. I this mean, is, that is different. You have to give them that. <laughs> true. <laughs> this true. is their thinking outside the box. Right. <laughs> what if our brewery made comic books? Boy, I mean, there, that's if, outside the if box. There's never been an endorsement for thinking in the box. It's this. <laughs> yeah. Look, um, we've also talked on this show before. In addition to Three Floyds. Uh, craft brewing have a having a misogyny and dude problem, and it's like they wrote a goddamn manifesto and illustrated it. <laughs> it is bananas. Like there is some legends of the flame princess, like crazy, crazy van art. Like this is from 2018, by the way. Right. Yeah, this oh, is, this I know. Is not like it's a, it's yeah. the least woke thing I've ever seen. Like it it, it is. Wild. Also, like, the cover is a straight rip of a Doomsday cover from the Superman Doomsday line. It's oh, it's it's not particularly original in any aspect, right. except yeah. for the fact that a fucking brewery decided to make it for reasons beyond kin. Like it, it, it's it's baffling. This is not a recommendation. This is a this is a question. But why? What? But yeah. why? Please never again. It's all insider stuff, right? Also, like, also Max again is better at this than we are. Max is maybe. Could be the could this be the start of a trend? Like, because craft um, breweries are constantly 
well, but, whipping them out and measuring them. I think, I think like, the, is this a trend of like every craft brewery makes its own graphic novel? Because if they're going to be like this, I'm terrified. No, because I, <laughs> I think the most of the evidence we have is the other direction, right? Like the Hellboy beers, which are building on an established brand and branded after that, rather than I bought one of those. Build, I don't know if I brought it over. Build content. Well, and have you seen this like bespoke collection they're now doing? The box, it's unbelievable. Oh, I mean, wow. like it's worth worth finding probably. Yeah. Um, Typically, I see the other direction. Now, I also, and this is kind of like bias, right? I mean, but just just my experience bias. Um, we are also fortunate that, uh, like, m- so Mother's Brewing, for example, you know, a mere two miles, three miles from here, yeah. um, has who I believe is probably one of the most interesting writers in the history of the world working for them, Kyle Jeffries, doing a lot of their stuff. And for those of you who have not listened to our Mother's episode, Kyle is a guest on that episode and is absolute gold in terms of content. Just a man I could listen to talk to for days. And has written some interesting things on behalf of Mother's. Mother's has an entire beer called Cobrascare, where they did like a large kind of Ozarkian story about the time uh, Cobras got released in the area, blah, blah, blah. They've just released Azakov's Gate, for those of you who are in the Discord. Um, Ethan Fisset has posted a picture of the the Azakov's Gate bottle, which is like a big D&D story, functionally. I have We have seen breweries pick up weird things and kind of run with them for, for content. And I've not seen this. Yeah, I'm not against breweries having lore. In right. fact, I quite like it. Like, But if, to get Brian Azzarello... If I can learn about a weird moral panic about a cobra in my town from the 1950s, like, right. while I'm getting drunk, sure, why not? Go for it. I'm, I'm down. But, like, paying Brian Azzarello and beer to to shit this out right. like it, it's it's just baffling to me genuinely yeah. odd move yeah yeah um congratulations to you three floyds you make great beer and mm, graphic novels and max i read it he read it I'll, thank you for that but i did it he I, did i've it. done my part uh we're gonna get more beer it won't be three floyds beer there will not be a graphic novel associated with it mm. and we'll be right back Caleb, uh, that's that's an interesting can. It indeed is. Uh, have you have you really surveyed the other side? Because I I would encourage you to do that. Just keep turning. The talking dogs? No. The naked folks? There it is. With the, the googly eyes? Kind of the Monty Python treatment of naked folks. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good tra- take. Yeah, yeah. It's a real interesting. Uh, what if we had like pictures of statues and then we doodled over them? Yeah. Very uh, yeah, very Monty Python. Uh-huh. That's exactly it. Yeah, the the arch is by Steven Weinberg. Oh, and okay. by art, I think. Yeah, probably the googly eyes over the classical painting. Right. Uh, so it is from Decadent uh, Creamery. Yeah, don't like that. No, it's Decadent Ales. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not much better. But mm-hmm. boy, Decadent Creamery. I, I think, <laughs> no, I think thank it's you. Decadent Ales. Decadent Creamery. Um, it is, uh, Decadent Ales is the name of the brewery. You are correct. Uh, Maybe this is a line from it? Yeah, Decadent Creamery, Blackberry Sorbet. I'm going to say Decadent Ales, Decadent Creamery, 
Blackberry Sorbet, which is a Goza style with blackberry. Which I'm very interested in. Yeah, I'm I'm I got it because I'm like intrigued that. by the oh, flavor, yeah. not the googly eyes on the Adam and Eve. No. What are you talking about? That's the best part about that. Well, like, I do there's also which, dogs with like word bubbles that just say decadent. Gozas, which are typically citrusy, lemony, limey. Uh I'm interested in that plus blackberry, because that's the right pairing for blackberry. Also, that's clearly like clip art mate taken from some like lithograph from the nineteenth century. Hundred percent. Yeah. Now, what I'm worried about is that if the if if the blackberry isn't done, if there's not some heft to it, it's just going to be like bad citrus on bad citrus. Well, Aww. you got it. Okay, you you named it in one. Yeah. Okay. That is not good. Um, I get neither cream nor sorbet. I get a hint of blackberry, as if they have tried to disguise some sort of medicine with no. it. Bad citrus on bad. Citrus. I don't even get goza with it. Yeah. Nothing tastes decadent. No, that's actually a beer that needs lactose. It it it, it tastes poor. It yes. doesn't taste decadent. It yeah. tastes like it's on the dole. Like yeah. it is not. Yeah, it's kind of weak and watery to me. I'm yeah. gonna give that a two. Yeah. It's not. It's not offensive, but it is not. It, it is not doing it. It's for me. water and then tinge and then water. Yes, uh, and that's not very interesting to me. Yeah, if the blackberry, if it had kind of that shake like quality. Blackberry, a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of tartness, then some citrus on the top from the Goza. If this I'd was be very interested. juicy, that's right. maybe a higher alcohol content. That's right. This could be amazing. Like the the sorbetness, the lactose of it could cut into it. Or had they gone the other direction, like Masagave from Founders, yeah. uh, which just like heavier, much more robust, obviously barrel aged, a little bit of lime on the top, or maybe like thinner with like some salt on it to right. like sort of make the blackberry sequench pop. with yeah. some blackberry. Yeah. I, uh, but instead, they got none of that. So many better directions than this. Right. Sorry, but it's a two. Um, we're into Ask Mix Six, and we had a lot of good Ask Mix Six, so it is a a fire sale. Fire sale. Wah, wah, wah. Um, Caleb, you've got a computation machine which would allow you to read all those questions. So why don't you go ahead and read, and then distribute them responses. That was the sound of my computation machine. I liked it. Uh, Turtle asks, "How much effort should you put into interpersonal friends, family, roommates, debts?" Is there a set dollar value where that changes from not worrying about it to expending effort, such as making or maintaining a list of money owed to remember it? Or do you just assume that it evens out, they'll return the favor, or even that is just isn't important to you? Man, I, you get to pick the answer here before I just start rambling. I do? Yeah. With Square and Venmo and Cash App and all that shit, you should just settle up immediately because, yes, if you're out with friends, there are moments where you don't have cash for shit. And if somebody can cover you or you don't have your card or you can't do it, that'd be great. You can request it. You can get it. It can be instantaneous. It can be a bank transaction. That is just collective bargaining. That is you have gotten together to tackle your bar tab as a group of like-minded individuals. Beyond that, don't fuck with it. That's right. Don't give anybody anything. Don't expect anything you give anybody back. Like... if if you are going to be slighted by it, right? Don't give it even if you can afford it, right? Because you're going to sabotage the friendship. That's right. Um, yeah, never a debtor or a lender be right. Said uh, old I, Polonius before he got stabbed behind a curtain. Uh, yeah, I think you are welcome to pay for and or give money to freely whatever you want. I think the moment you assume that you're trying, you're going to have to balance that ledger at some point. That way lies non-friendship. And so better to either make an agreement up front and get it squared away and then never bring it up again to 
don't do it at all. Friendship is about reciprocity. Right. But it's about reciprocity of intangible things. That's right. Don't make it about tangible. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good take. Uh, Scott Henderson asks, what's your biggest turnoff from playing board games with other people? I recently played a game where another player wasn't reading social cues and had a know-it-all attitude. Even when they were getting things wrong, I wanted to enjoy a game, but midway through, I was disengaged from the game. How did you deal with difficult board game players? Well, I don't fucking play with them. Right. Yeah, that's I, I am spoiled for choice, though. I know you got to deal with that in areas where you don't have a big play group like right. we do. But um, yeah, I just don't fuck with it. What no I will gaming, say, yeah, my biggest turnoff is uh, competitiveness. Yeah. 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 If you're like, Bull! like taking your shirt off and waving around your helicopter and getting all like dunking on trash me. Talking. Right. Trash talking, all the kind of bullshit, like especially in a learning environment. Yeah, in a learning environment, in a board game environment, it's just not the place. Right. It never was the place. Yeah. Like, and I meet those people at cons. Right. I don't meet them in my group because they never come back if they were playing in my group. But right. um, for me, that's my biggest turnoff than like not reading social cues. It's just I, I teach. I can usually like right find a way to remind people that that social cue was missed. Right. Uh, unless it's like really bad. But the competition thing, when they just like fundamentally misunderstand the purpose of a board game is to win. Yeah. I, I can't beat that. And let like, me say it even like a different way. Competition is one thing. Spitefulness is another thing. And so... Yeah, I get wanting to win. I, I don't get... Right. Dunking on someone. Yeah. Or so, getting sour if you lose. Like, like uh, we, we observed by way of being around a pretty intense scythe game at Moon City Con this year in which a gentleman got very frustrated because someone took an optimal path for them that was a suboptimal path for him. And rather than go, okay, it's an optimal path for that guy, not a personal thing, he decided it was a very personal thing and then spent the rest of the game making suboptimal decisions for himself to punish the guy who had taken one action that was optimal at the time. I have no tolerance for that in my game. Just leave. Like, why are we even doing this? This is going to be a non-enjoyable two hours for the Mm -hmm. both of us. We're literally here to have fun. Just, just fucking go, man. Also, quick shout out to Scott Henderson, who has been running like a fiend and posting images of it on Instagram, posting updates in the Swolitariat. Uh, seems like he's just crushing it. The so. Swolitariat is a channel on the Mix Six Discord. Sign up to the Patreon right now. Bingo! And I, even with the voice. Uh, so uh, great work, Scott. Keep it going. Yep. Uh, Ethan Cordroy asks: uh, Scenario: You have the opportunity to be placed in cryo sleep for a time length of your choosing. Either one year, 10 years, 100 years, or 1,000 years. Which do you choose? If I'm going to miss stuff, right? So I assume that it's me going in and not my loved ones, friends, family, etc. So I'm going to miss time with them. I just think I want to miss a lot of it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to come back it's 10 a years thousand, later. Right? Yeah, 100%. Don't you, like, owe it to humanity to go 1,000? It's at least 100. It's probably 1,000. Like, it's like when people ask, would you want to be immortal? I'm like... Yes, I get you would get the blues. Yes, I get you would see everyone you know die. Yes, I get that would suck so bad. You would also have the ability to lend continuity to human experience as mm-hmm. has never existed institutional in the species knowledge, before. man. And you could be a repository of institutional knowledge and perspective that humanity has never experienced before. Like it wouldn't be a question. Right. Like it was like be a Highlander, but like I don't want to see. I don't, of course don't want to see that, but right. like you would owe it to the species. Sure, I, sure. I figure if you got to get in the fucking tube, get in the tube, get in the tube. And That's right. Fucking break that, break that dial off. Right. Yeah, yeah. My take on immortality is uh, meet like the, the sentient one, cockroaches. Uh, I can't remember the character's name, but the one in Sandman that the uh, dream meets up every. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So like that's a whole subplot, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. the, the uh, guy who doesn't get immortality blues, and he's just like, 
being alive is pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm just going to stick with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, no, that's definitely the right mm. thing. 100%. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you got to read Sandman uh, on yeah. your game and kick. Um, Michael H. asks, what old pastime food entertainment habit have you recently realized no longer interests you, despite it once having defined you in some way? Did he say food? Or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pastime food entertainment habit. Soda for me. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I don't fuck with soda anymore. Ten and years- I used to fuck with a lot of soda. Yeah, 10 years ago, I had sodas every day. Energy drinks, same yeah. thing. Yeah. I used to drink multiple energy drinks a day. It's okay, Kale, but we're, it's not a personal reflection. Yeah, on yeah, you. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, pastime or like thing that I was into. Um, have I fallen out of things in in the last couple of years? I don't know that I have. Um, I kind of pick like two or three things, and then I just do that stuff. Yeah. Soda makes sense, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to drink a lot more whiskey than I do now. And I know it seems antithetical to this whole podcast, but like Well, you got all this beer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I used to drink a lot of whiskey. Like that was my thing. I don't drink as much whiskey anymore. Yeah. I mean I'm drinking more whiskey than I have. Which is great. Yeah. But past a certain point you get out of it's too expensive to have the like right. rampantly experimental yeah. uh approach that we have. We to. were actively looking for Joseph Magnus bottles like weekly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't fucking that's yeah, just you can't do that. No, shit. it's absurd. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Friedrich asks, are we getting another spouse episode anytime soon? Listen, man, if you could find time on the calendar for that, then yes, we would do it. Uh, but yeah, uh, getting the three of us here is difficult enough. What with, you know, continental exiles and all, all of our other schedules. Expats. (laughs) Um, but, um, yeah, it's it's very difficult to do. Getting four people here at any given time is uh, nigh impossible. The other trick is like, uh, uh, you know, Brandy's role has changed such that I don't know that it makes a lot of sense for her to. She more literally is the power of life and death. Over right. I don't know that it makes sense for her to do a public facing entity like this ever again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, Greg Benig asks, there is plenty to be grateful for, but is there a thing from your past you miss? Are there places or foods or designs or fashions, anything from the 80s and 90s and aughts that you would want to come back? I'll go first. Jinkos, baby. boy. Jinkos. That squares. Bring them back. Oh, God. It's like you're not wearing pants at all. Ugh. Just those big, gaucho-y, billowy man dresses. That's something. Uh, made of denim. God, please come back and so style. So were, were you a Jinkos and a Pipes guy or just Jinkos? Just Jinkos. Yeah. Ju- I rocked I rocked a big Jinko, and I didn't listen to any of the music associated with the Jinko. No corn? I was not cool enough to wear Jinkos. I wore Jinkos because, goddamn. They made people pick on me less, right. and they were somehow more comfortable than the sweatpants yeah. that I almost exclusively wore before then. Jinkos. Yeah. Please. Yeah. That's very aesthetic of you, Caleb. <laughs> I, I'm proud of you. Right. Thank you. Um, I didn't think I missed malls, and then I watched Stranger Things season three, and I was like, hot damn. Like, what a what a thing a mall was. I think you missed the memory of a mall. Yeah, hun- probably. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> You know, it. there's some music to help you with that. Not doing that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Say it with me. Mall I soft s- can fuck off. Wow. Um, I saw my open. I had to go yeah, for it. Yeah, you did. Take your shot, man. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I guess I missed the memory of malls. I think that's probably a good talk. You know what else I miss? I miss what Taco Bell tasted like when I was a kid. I miss the innocence of Taco Bell. <laughs> Uh, Taco Bell, a, Taco Bell, 100% you, tastes the same. Nah, well, but I know what it is now. Yeah, but you miss your Schwann's palate. Yeah, that's what it is. You miss the you miss the yellow mustardy cream right. of your Schwann's. The palette. day yeah. I learned there was other Mexican food, 
was the day I died. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, just totally In Paradise Lost, yeah. That's exactly You right. ate the apple of knowledge, and yep. then nothing was the same again. Yeah. Couldn't could never go back. Learned the, the world was blue, couldn't see green. Yeah, just total now I run a Now I want to write a one-act play where the devil convinces a child that loves Taco Bell to go into an actual Mexican restaurant. Just, just eat actual Mexican. Yeah, but have you tried an actual enchilada? Just, just, yeah. just to steal innocence from You know, there is actually one thing. Uh, I... Um, because I, I tried to see if I could still do it, and you can't. Um, so years and years ago, like uh, you, it was a lot easier to mod uh, both video game consoles and like DVD players. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I bought like a fifty dollar DVD player from Walmart, and I made it region free by like burning a CD, playing that CD on there, and just running for blah 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 blah. And right. I could I could buy pirated, clearly pirated DVDs from eBay, and like get Battle Royale five years before it made its US right. debut. And like I missed that, like right. Ross, Ross yeah. misses hacking the Gibson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, and right. I, I, I put a hard drive on my PS2. I, right. I uh, uh, made my Xbox, you know, able to play burn DVDs. So yeah, I could just get games from Japan by just you downloading. And Angelina Jolie at the payphone having oh, a hacking God. competition. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Buying twenty six hundred at the local Barnes and Noble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, that was a hacking magazine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I'm really stuck on this Taco Bell thing. <laughs> We can go to, there's a Taco Bell just down the road. Yeah, but it's not the same. It is. It. I promise you. The Taco bell Essence was not You're, a good turning no, point. Taco Bell's been the same. You've changed. Yes. Yeah, okay. that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. That's the, Taco that's bell the tragedy. Work. Right, that's right. It's Demolition Man society, Taco Bell. Society right. left me behind. <laughs> that's right. Aww. I could be wearing Jinkos today if they were socially acceptable. <laughs> yeah. The, the More like the Puberito, huh? Well. huh? It's a puberty... Burrito thing. I get up Mexican pizza I, like twice a year. It's right. tasty. I fucking exactly hate that word fusion yeah. more than cancer. Well, this is what I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get more beer, probably. I don't know. This whole thing might be done after that. So maybe we'll come back. Spencer, what are you drinking? So this is from Four Noses Brewing Company. It's a raspberry blonde, an ale with raspberries. Have we had a Four Noses? I think we have. It sounds familiar, but I don't know. Are they trying to like play off Four Roses? I, I assume they are. Okay. Um, I have to. The can, the name, all of this just screams three. <laughs> and I don't want to. I like. I don't want to color this all before I try it. But I just feel like this is going to be a hard. You're still going to give it an honest review. I think. When we hit, I yeah. think when we hit a thousand, we'll be able to review beers before we taste. Them. We will be able to judge books we're, by their covers. I mean, yeah, we're we're getting to that point. <laughs> yeah, he. Is, we're definitely at the. Uh, he is drinking it. Yeah. Um. He's at the jaded like. No, that's good. Dilettante level. See, yeah. we're not there yet. No, we're, we're not, not there yet. That's a four. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of raspberry. Um. Oh, it didn't. It didn't hedge on it. Which you know, it's always nice. It has like a raspberry sherbet um, uh, quality to it, but in a good way. I don't. I don't. I don't mean that uh, negatively. Like that's good raspberry there. It does it. It does have the, like this. I think it's the carbonation. Yeah. Sort of the sort of the sherbety. Yes. Uh, melt. Tis the, good. The it's okay. Yeah. 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 I, um, I think I'd go three, not four, but yeah. No, I'd give it a four. It's yeah. really drinkable. Um, and it it is uh it is decidedly raspberry, which is something that you know people struggle with uh in beers. Oh yeah, I, I quite like that. Yeah, it's a good beer. I think it was better than that New Belgium sour, to be honest. 
Oh, wow. Interesting. Well, For you're, me. You're, yeah. you're fucking crazy, but right. okay. No, but I think it's a four. Yeah. Uh, it's better than a three. It's it. I, when I see raspberry blonde, I assume it's going to be um, kind of like a not so great wheat beer where someone like accidentally spilled some raspberry. Especially with that fucking hundred uh, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real bad. Yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, we're doing your number two vote getter, the Honorable Judge Producer Ross. Michael H. suggests, Hello. what is the worst unjustifiably bad decision a fictional character has ever made? Have producer Ross judged that? I mean, that's sort of the right. That's sort of the <laughs> bit, Michael. Have producer Ross judge which is the worst or reject your premise that you would personally never make that decision yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, we're judging fictional characters. I mean, like, yeah, and their decision making. Right. Yeah, what, yeah. Like, right. That's the point. Is they would they do things we See, wouldn't. I have one, but I know producer Ross has not seen it or encountered it at all. Even though I do believe it is the best, so I'm I'm torn on whether I should argue something that like is out of context. he has right. seen because right. I'm playing to the audience, right? Or if I should like go for the truth right. of narrative. Well, I think like, we should just go for truth here. Okay, we yeah. should go for truth. Here. Now, right. now, the public speaking teacher in me would say, "Know your audience and go for what you think Ross yeah, is going to." Yeah, you were shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I get totally. Um, um, you want to go first? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, so when I read the question, I thought, "God, I'm going to have to like Google this. Like, I'm going to really have to scare my brain." And then I remembered, "No, no, no. There's a film that I watch routinely, and every time I see protagonist make this decision, I think there's no fucking way this this is re- this is beyond reasonable." And then the rest of the movie is almost intimately dictated by this poor decision. Um, John McClane taking his shoes off and making <laughs> balls with his feet on the carpet. Uh, uh, this is a man yeah. who has uh, flown to California knowing full well he's about to have an argument with his estranged wife and see his children for Christmas and uncomfortably gets in a limousine and uncomfortably walks into a room full of class and civilization he does not respect and uncomfortably types in his wife's name only to learn that she's no longer going by his name but is instead going by her name. That in the moment of heat after he's watched a gentleman do cocaine and he's watching on people have he's walking on people having sex in an office, that after fighting with his estranged wife, having flown half or entirely across the country, that he decides the thing that he should do is in fact follow the sage advice of a stranger on a plane to take his shoes off and make balls with his feet on the carpet to feel better after a flight. I don't. And, buy, I don't buy this. And then I think this is. I think this decision makes sense if you're not predicting a fucking terrorist attack. No, this does, this, this decision makes no sense. It makes sense. First off, if if you're that uncomfortable about flying. You make peace with that before you get on the fucking plane. Not, not how 80s. do I get good with That's flying? That's what you do. That's not you, what John okay, McClane does. Okay, John yeah. McClane is... Because I'm reasonable. John McClane is pre-80s stand-up comedy explosion. Right. He has not heard about flying in exacting detail from every perspective, all right? He may be somewhat ignorant to that. And, and so he may be following the sort of folk wisdom of the Gordon Gecko sitting next to him. Furthermore, that party fucking sucks for him. Yeah. And... I wouldn't be leaving that office. Right. I don't need shoes. I ain't going to go out there with all those people doing coke and having sex and shit. I'm going to be hanging out in here let, and, and avoiding shit. Let, let me tell Lastly, you how I know. He's already a, he's already a deadbeat to Holly Gennaro. Like, there's a certain point where you are cater- categorized where you stop trying to fight that category and you lean in. He's wearing a fucking wife beater shirt. 
why not take your shoes off? Why not be that guy? Nope. It's already over. Like he, he's being confrontational. Nope. He's he's acting out. He's if not. You, if you think of it, at he he is at his low emotional lowest point, and he is just reaching for straws. Sure. He's desperate. Yeah. Th- then it, that idea, which was introduced to him that day, yeah. that like that makes sense. Let let me, let me assume what okay. you said is true. Yeah. Here's how I know that that rationally, narratively, none of this squares. Therefore, making it an unjustifiable decision, because when then in a moment of crisis man at emotional low who is a police officer by nature a police officer to his core such that he lets his wife and children move across the fucking country he's such a police officer when okay no if he was a police officer he would have domestically abused (laughs) when in a moment of crisis he hears shots fired in a crowded room he looks out, closes a door, and then proceeds to hide to try to fight these gentlemen later. Oh, doesn't grab his shoes. Yes. All right, I would give you that. Not so, taking the shoes off initially. It's it's the response then thereafter, which sets up, of course, you know, the, the, the bulk of the problems of the film, or at least certainly some of the problems of the film, which is then, you know, shoot the glass and all this stuff, which cinematically is great. But it is the one thing that does not stand with almost the rest of the John McClane portrait that is painted for us over the course of a film if you stitch all things together as a narrative of a human. So I will go with John McClane taking his shoes off to make balls with his feet on the carpet. Okay. Caleb? It was a bit of a sensation back in the day, but it's uh, prestige television, and I know how Ross feels about that. Um, he would rather watch a... 8,000 episode anime series <laughs> than uh, four seasons of half hour television. Uh, what? No, no. Prestige Traveler is always an hour. Don't. Oh, yeah. You're right. The yeah. 8,000 episodes is way better. But they're all 20 minutes. Like, every episode's 23 minutes, basically. You do get math. You're going right? to do, like, do math on that on the plane. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. Okay. All right. Uh, but Orange is the New Black, what made me quit watching it yeah. was everything. <laughs> I would say that, but the main character Piper, yep. who whose purpose in the bit yes. was to be sort of your average, yep. dumb, yep. basic yep. white girl thrown into the realities of the prison system, right. especially as they pertain to females in the prison system. And I, you know, I watched all of Oz. I sort of got interested in all of that kind of thing. I got interested in the characters outside of her. Yep. And then they kept on trying to do this thing where she grows as a character because she gives up her sort of white ignorance through suffering. And then they just kept on, like, hinting at her growing and, like, losing the shine on her. Yeah. And then they introduced the character that betrayed her and sent her to prison. Yeah. And then they made her fall for that exact same fucking bit. Over and over again. Over and over every season and over ev- right. every fucking season yeah Mul- every fucking multiple season, times which made no fucking sense right because like in between yeah. falling for a girl from that 70s show yeah. uh yeah. like diming her out to the cops again for an increased sentence right she would turn into like some hardened fucking crazy gang leader by like season three and then the second that bitch came back or anyone like her she would just do the exact same thing again, yep. blindly, yep. and then say the same mistake over and over again. It's like they were writing two separate characters, right? I and do then they hate had that trope. 
Yeah, yeah. it's terrible. But here's why I think so. He, and it wasn't a dramatic poll. I get dramatic polls. It was an arc that they right. consisted going down tragically yes. right. until they needed to idiot plot the show right. forward to lengthen that prison sentence and jump it out. And then she would suddenly get insanely naive again. Right. And then she would jump back down into like Scarface, terrible trope, fucking crazy shit. He, yeah. Here's here in the context of the, I, I think what you've described in a vacuum is comfortably worse than. In the context of the question, though, I, I want to make a plug for this John McClane bit. I have identified an unjustifiably, unjustifiably bad decision that breaks every other tendency John McClane has. What you've described in and of itself may be a worse decision, but it's one which is made consistently when presented with similar context. Okay, I just, I'm... Fine, then. If I have to pick a specific point, I describe uh, the beginning of season two where she does it again after right. being in prison for doing it the first time. Right. So, And it's only made worse by the fact that she will then do it a third and I think a fourth time. Right. I don't know. I quit long before then. But the second time was when I quit watching the show because that's idiot plotting. Right. The only way the plot moves forward. Yeah. Because we can't let her get out of prison, and yeah. this show is super successful. Right, was we have to have this character that we've decided we can't move on from. No. For even though we have. Le- like Laverne and all these infinitely more interesting characters. Yes. We've decided we can't move on from her. We just have to keep her doing the same dumb shit right. over and over and over yeah. again. I couldn't stand it. Producer Ross, you can take your time on the plane to think about this. Listen sure. to the edited version. Mm-hmm. When we We're not going to get a verdict? Do you want to give it? Are you ready? Uh, this is this is mix six mock draft. We don't take it to Twitter. Can you weigh in? I I would have to. I mean, I know, I haven't seen uh, Orange is the New Black, but I do know this trope that Caleb's of just like, right? Oh, we're gonna have the character grow and grow, uh, and then oh nope, we're gonna reset to the initial premise right. of the show because as writers we've run out of ideas, right. and I fucking hate that. Yeah, it's horrible. It is horrible, and uh, the uh, uh, Die Hard thing is explained in the movie. In the context, of the so movie. to be clear, yeah, you've yeah. not seen this, so you're just going on generic trope is bad, worse than specific example, which well, is the I don't context the pro- of the question. I, I, I don't have the problem with. Die no, Hard. it's fine. It's fine. I just want you the to admit. Is I, don't, I don't. I don't agree with you, Spencer. On your on your. Uh, there are proposal. no appeals you, in the quarter producer <laughs> Ross. Okay, he right. is the highest court of I the mean, land. It's, it's explained perfectly within con- the logic of the movie of Die Hard, why he takes his shoes off. Right. And the fact that he doesn't grab them at the end could be easily explained by panic. Right. Uh, it's 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 not a plot hole. Yeah. It's fine. Right. Th- this cop and it, and who sets, systematically and it, lures out and traps 11 terrorists. Yeah. Uh, he makes mistakes. Right, right, right. Now, this woman who's in prison for making a mistake couldn't possibly make the same mistake again without it being absurd. Oh, See, that's somebody worse. found framing. Right. See, that's worse <laughs> right. than what you're describing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mal- making the same mistake over and okay. over again is worse than making one mistake. I-, I hope that I hope that as you're milling around one of the 11,000 tents at Fringe... How many times does that happen in Orange you, is the New Black? Like you four realize, or five times? Right. I can't even count. See, more than one is worse than one no okay well now now i feel better <laughs> he is getting mad he more, got it more than one You're on your way buddy Mo- to be clear yeah, yeah. someone put this on a t-shirt more than one is worse than one yeah that's the thing that producer ross just said new shirt we're stripping above his robes <laughs> new shirt we're getting him a goose he's going to australia <laughs> It's our last beer of this episode and the last beer before we send Ross off to land of things. Uh, what is it? All lands have things. Eh, who can know? <laughs>
<laughs> not us. Right. We're not going there. Yeah. Uh, Pipeworks Brewing Company. A lot of Pipeworks. Forest Fauna. That's an IPA. Which is an India Pale Ale. There it is. With Centennial Hops. Not not my favorite type of hop. Right. Simcoe Hops. There's two. Like maybe my second least favorite type Ayo. of hops. And then spruce tips. Ooh, Ooh, there it is. Yeah, tastes like the air freshener in the taxi <laughs> that you drove spruce here on. Tips. Oh no, thank you. Jeez, man, if this scores high, it is it is going against the grain. Here's the thing: like I already know what that beer tastes like in my mind. Yeah, and but I, you were just wrong. I just was wrong. It also has a sort of fastidiously detailed unicorn Lo- on it. Yeah, it's very well like drawn. an anatomical drawing of a unicorn. Well, like it mostly is, anatomical. It is not cartoonish. It no, is, it is like f- it, well, it means drawn like a like a like a good looking horse with a yeah. We're horn. going for photorealism here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is I I don't get. Anyway. It's a deeply green. I'm Hunter just trying green to delay drinking this. I, you drink that. I want to tell the listeners that Caleb just dived on this grenade. He Spencer, you were going to drink this, and then I Caleb was. was. And Caleb was like, "No, I let me take this. Right. Let me bear this burden for you." I did. I offered to take. He, yeah, uh, there it is. That's yeah, why, no. and that's why. Look at that. Caleb is a trooper. Look at he, that. He is uh, sacrificing for the podcast. That is and for our entertainment. Unhappy and, face. and helping your tongue. Of course, you're probably going to take a sip of this. I'm definitely going to take a sip. Yeah, of yeah. yeah. Uh, God. <laughs> but I already know what it tastes like. Yeah, yeah. It is as if, you're forewarned. It mm-hmm. is as if it was intentionally designed. Yeah. To sort of, um, yeah, like punish you. No, it, it's 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 a floral like potpourri, like uh, fucking freshener for your bathroom. Yep. But designed for your mouth. That motherfucker hangs around retronasally. Like, I still taste it as I breathe. Yeah. And I've been talking for like 45 seconds, it yeah. feels like. Boy, or, or, or maybe an eternity. Like, it, it feels like some really powerful air freshener used to cover... Lysol. Like, yeah, used to cover a bad day in the bathroom. Um, And it still won't quite cover it. It's just trying to be cloying. Um, yeah. Not trying to be. Is being. I'm giving that a one. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's because fair. it won't leave. Nope. It, it would be a two if it would just pass its welcome. Disappoint me and leave. Yep. But it's like the goose. He's not going to leave. That's right. No, he's going to be here until Leland kicks him out or otherwise. That is not good. That is a hard one. That's God. the beer I thought I was going to taste when you read Spruce Tips. And I, I jumped on it. Yeah, you did. I appreciate it. Well, I've, to be honest, I've never experienced we, Spruce Tips before. And I'm well, but you ha- right now that you taste it, yeah, like yeah. you kind of go, okay, we've had this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't need it again. Right. Yeah, Simcoe, Centennial, and Spruce Tips, what they're trying to tell you is, you want to lick a tree? Right. <laughs> Right. Hey, hey, bro! Not yeah. even a good tree. Hey, ever looked like yeah, like a like a Very dirty like a, kind of a, a pine, like a dirty kind of sick pine tree, like yeah. some brown needles. You want to yeah. lick them brown needles on the? There's a carpet of them. Like that's what they're trying to let you know. We had a drunk enough. Uh, just just so we're all on the same page. Greg, here. I'm sorry, we had to cut it because something more important. And then at the beginning of this episode, Caleb uh, kind of like stumbled into a uh, uh, genius genius idea. We we were going to give Ross and Maddie unsolicited marriage advice, right? But I, I mean, solicited by Greg, right? But fuck that, Ross needs to go on a quest as the apparently ho- as the holy knight of our uh, triangle table, <laughs> right. Of the mix six, yeah, uh huh, uh huh, yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do uh, in in prelude of Australia 2020, and you're leaving, what, two days? Uh, Three days? Yeah, this is Wednesday. We're recording this on Wednesday. I'm leaving Saturday. Yeah, I mean, that shit's coming. You have time to fast and pray to God for success in your upcoming trials. Uh, I, I guess I do have time to do that if I want yep, to. Yep, yep. 
So are we are we're we giving full Sir Gwain on this shit? We're, yeah. we're giving him a thing to retrieve then. Yeah, it a, has to a, a be. boon, a grail yeah. of, of so to speak. Okay. Right, right, right. And you've been intermittently between segments and maybe during segments googling some fantasy quest building opportunities here. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, this is kind of a thing you do. I mean, the last time I did bring ambergris back. Right. Yeah. Totally. A, a full beer of it. <laughs> and uh, and as I said at the time. It doesn't matter how good or bad that beer was. I wasn't going to taste anything but what I thought Ambergris <laughs> tasted like. And that's exactly how I felt about Aww. it. Um, so, so don't do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah obviously, I've done it. Unless he, you bring back the whale. He, here's what I've I can't. Here's there what are what laws. On. Okay. Here's okay. what I've landed on. Yeah. The, the optimal words are challenge. Okay. And poetry. Oh. We need a riddle. Okay. Do we, we need, need to we, build the riddle? We need to build a riddle. And not not we don't know what it's going to be. That's that's on YouTube. It has to be poetically fitting. Yes, as Spencer as the king and uh-huh. me as the queen and all my regalia feels right. We have to find your offering, desirous to the crown. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, I say I say we just do uh, we just describe an uh, impossible object. Let's do and it, and we see what Ross gets us. Kay. Oh Jesus! Here we go. Yeah. I, and I want to be clear, we are going to revisit this maybe when you get back <laughs> using these criteria, probably. Yeah, we're really good at revisiting things. Yeah, yeah, yeah All definitely. Right, so um, I'm first, okay. first thing I'm going to do to add to this riddle. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think we should probably do four lines. Yeah, okay. Like a solid quatrain. That's good. Quatrain, Just, okay. Like yeah, a yeah. solid quatrain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Classic. Uh, I, I'm thinking of the restriction of air travel. Okay. How, oh. do, we, how do we overcome this? Right, 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 right. right. Uh, I'm going to say something that is too large. Oh, okay. Something that is too large. So it can't just be too big for a plane. Right. Uh-huh. Because otherwise you can't take it on the plane. Right. Yeah. But it could be like that eraser's too big. Oh. They shouldn't okay. be that big. Yeah. You can interpret it. We're looking yeah. for like an interpretive. We're looking at an interpretive space sure. that gets more complex right. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 with right, each right. line okay. of the quatrain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like this line of thinking, uh-huh. and, and both practically knowing that you're going to have to bring this back through customs, <laughs> and and also relatively knowing that that could mean something which is just greater than something else. I would like to say something that is too dangerous. <laughs> something that is too dangerous. Yes, uh-huh. yes, uh-huh. yes. That is good. Okay. So that something is that is too good. large. Something that is too dangerous. I like it. Okay. okay. Should we just go with the two? Yes. Like yeah. in excess. Yeah, 100%. Because we deserve decadence. Right. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look all at right, me. I'm right. wearing a fucking hoodie, some <laughs> jeans. You're a man on the edge. As far as you know, some underwear. Yeah, I'm very I'm, decadent. I'm wearing sequenced Jinkos. Yeah. So, yeah. Super decadent. Okay, so you um, get line three. Something that is too large, something that is too dangerous. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, something. I was gonna bring back booze, but Jesus, I mean, I don't yeah, know. That's easy. Um, <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to keep one. the two, though, right? I, th- I mean, I think this this relative, comparative, excessive language. We could also flip it for a sort of parallelism. We could do like too small. Yeah, exactly. Too little. We could also do like too safe. Uh, we could also flip. Okay, like, it can't be too large and too small at the same no, time because that's fucking poetry, Ross. Yeah, yeah it's okay. fucking. That's why it's a yeah. goddamn quest. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly Ross, right. Have you listened to Sir Slam Ross? poets? <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing, man. Right. So, right. do we want like consistent twos, or do we want to flip it? No, I think we want consistent twos. Okay, so consistent twos. Be- because what we're 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 suggesting com- comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah relativeness yeah uh so i think something that is that seems like our 
repetition for effect. That's right. To hmm, hmm. looking for a good word. Yeah, looking for a good cromulent. Word. Cromulent is not a lot of. It's a great word, but it's not a word we need for this. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's a medium Damn it. word. Yeah. Uh. Let's see here. Yeah. Oh, well, I can't. I shouldn't have input on this. No, you can't. You I have know. to go find this. Ooh, how yeah. about this? Cool. There it is. Something too cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now here, here's where it's gonna trap you, Ross. Yeah. For you, mm-hmm. too cool is not cool at all. Wow. Right. But you're wow. giving it to us. That's right. So yeah. what are we gonna find to be too cool? Something you would find cool. Yeah. Well, you can't. Too go, cool. You can't too go cool. aesthetic terrorism on. Oh, you right. have to impress because we would hate it. Yeah, you have to impress us on how cool it is, and mm-hmm. you can't just you can't just gunk up the works. With That's right. Something too large, too dangerous, too cool. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's got to be one object. Right. You have to find the object. Okay. The, the, the singular. Object. Yeah. No. Okay. Last thing. Something that's too large. Something that's too dangerous. Something that's too cool. Ooh. Last thing. <laughs> Something yeah. that's too plain. Something that's too plain. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Nice. Jesus. Nice. Yeah. Now it has to have a story. Right. It. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, God. so what you have to find needs to be too large, too dangerous, too cool, and oof, too plain. Yeah. All right. Now we can't send you off without expectation of anything. Yeah. Um, I will say that if you achieve these goals when you return. Uh huh. You shall become not producer Ross. Oh yeah, you shall be reborn. Whoa, as Sir Producer Ross. Sir Producer Ross. Oh. Wow. Are you gonna knight me? Yes. Okay. We're like one hundred plus episodes into this thing, and you're getting a level up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was possible. Now it comes with hey, additional he responsibilities. Maybe may that's true. He may get a level up. There's yeah. no way you get this. It's a dangerous quest. Right. It is. Yeah. Because perhaps we're having... too dangerous. Now wait a minute. If there is a reward, there must also be a sanction. What happens if he doesn't get it? Well, death. Oh, well, <laughs> fuck! I did not. Uh, that. He's already risking that. He's. Gonna I'll drink Australia. the rest of the bottle of Malort. How much is left? You were going to do that anyway. How much? No. How much is left? Uh, do you want me to go get it? It's I'm curious. Death chip. Death chip. <laughs> oh, is death, death chip brownie on the table? death chip? So for, for those of you chip. that don't know, I will have a buy the death chip. Brownie Davis I sent us the party. Carolina Reaper chips. Yeah. Uh, that's part of the one chip challenge. It is uh, ostensibly the hottest thing people eat. No, there's actually it goes higher. Oh, okay, fuck that. It's 1.9 million. The there Scoville are units. Yeah, and you can get like six million. No. So, uh, but, well, pure capsicum is 16 million, but that's. I'm still down with death chip. Yeah, yeah. Just to be, be it a mere 1.9. Are million. you good to sign up for this? Because like I also worry about the health okay, consequences. Okay, here, here's of my caveat. Death chip I'm, I'm not gonna. Pro- I can't promise that I would eat the whole chip. I don't want you to eat the whole chip. I will take a bite of it. No, I don't feel good about that. That feels like too much. Okay. Okay. okay so okay, what? Okay. What? What? Well, I was offering the whole bottle. Just Lord. physical Which, death. Yeah, honestly, that feels better. Just than Just physical chip. death. Okay. Yeah. Right. How about I could drink the whole bottle of Malort in a double episode? No, you'd die. Yeah, probably. Don't yeah, do that. definitely. No. I still think that's a death issue. Yeah. And also, I have to smell Malort, which okay for my. As a monarch, well, I fair, shall not deign. You open one of those death ship shows, you're both going to get now, fucking pepper birds. Yeah, like. yeah. Now, let me let me, let me me offer a, okay, a, yeah. a, a bargain here. Yeah. I do like this Malort line of thinking. Mm-hmm. What if we do, not the whole bottle, Yeah, but we do, we'll probably do a double when you get back, so we're going to have to get our backlog back Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Exactly. What if we do, mm-hmm. throughout the course of the double, four to six shots of Malort? 
So one every two segments or one every three segments by sure. the end of so by the time we get to drunk enough of I'm just episode, hammered on Malort of episode two. You're just Malort drunk. So so thus far I have in the notes, Sir Producer Ross or Death by Malort. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, pre death. Yeah. It's certainly the next day you will want for death. Malort does sound like an Arthurian character. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Sir Malort. Yeah. Well, I don't think we should give it that kind of quality. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was a sir. Yeah. Hey, Even not Malort. Not Malort. Malort. Has, Malort has not gone into cuss for me. It is not getting knighted. Right. Mordred Malort. Yeah. 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 It's in there. Yeah. Okay. So are we agreeing? So are we doing one shot every two segments or every three segments? Because the difference is two. it's definitely two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely two. Okay. And those will both be patron extras. So something too large, something too dangerous, something too cool, and something too plain. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have thing. this embroidered for you. Oh, yeah. You fucking better. <laughs> <laughs> on a napkin with a lock of my hair. Get, yeah. You should probably get it tattooed on your chest. <laughs> so if in case you forget, you can just lift Would your shirt Would that qualify up. me, though, if I get the tattoo? Because that's literally true. Maybe. Is it too large, that too one, dangerous? <laughs> any tattoo you get for this? Too large. Yep. <laughs> Extremely too dangerous. Yeah. Uh, definitely too cool for any of us. And also too plain. Yeah. yeah. All right. If you get a tattoo, I'm willing to call it. But right, I mean, any tattoo doesn't have to say that. I, your choice, up man. To you, we can't. I might get a cool rat tattoo. You. Depends on how drunk I get. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but like you've said it now, seems kind of basic. This is sort of anticlimactic yeah, yeah. for the sort of Arthurian. Oh yeah. yeah. Drama. No, I'm I'm right. gonna try. It. I'm gonna try. It. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, well, hey, be sure to follow along, and you can only follow along if you're a patron of the Mix 6 Podcast, so don't forget to go to patreon.com, look for the Mix 6 Podcast. From there, you'll be able to access an additional wealth of patron-exclusive episodes, which is, of course, where we'll follow up on Ross's adventure in Australia, what we're finally referring to as Australia 2020, where he'll also, at some point, then be doing probably an unreasonable amount of malort and or being knighted on this very episode in a non-official ceremony that means nothing. <laughs> Uh, if you're not already following us on Twitter, check us out at the Mix Six. You can also find us on Facebook.com and Instagram. Don't forget to check out videos people have made for us on YouTube. That's Y-O-U-T-U-B-E.com. Look for the Mix Six podcast. Don't go to any of the other tubes if you're looking for our content. Go to the other tubes if you're looking for other content. Uh, you can always check out our website, www.themix6.com, and don't forget to tell your friends and family about us if you've not rated or reviewed us on your podcast streaming application. Please feel free to do so, because that helps other people find us. Ross, we bid you a happy and healthy adieu. God be with ye. <laughs> By the way, if I get knighted, what are you going to knight me with? Well, we can I will tell get you. a sword. Yeah. <gasps> An yeah. actual fucking sword. Sure. All right. We'll get a sword. Tom probably has one. Uh, I'm yeah, sure I, I can can't. I can't rule it out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll get uh, we'll get some sort of sword. Okay, yeah. you'll All get right. knighted. Yeah. We'll take pictures, maybe. Yeah. De- uh, oh, definitely. Definitely taking pictures if you take six <laughs> shots of Malort in two hours. So yeah. Uh, hey, this has been the Mix Six Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Spencer. I'm Caleb. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>